Hola amigos. Just wanted to give you guys an understanding that this episode is really, really good. Sarah has an amazing story about partying with the Playboy Mansion and building her businesses. Uh, we also have a great bowl of tequila, but there is some audio issues with Sarah's mic, some technical issues that came through. So click the CC in YouTube, which is the closed captions. It's going to give you guys a better experience. And again, I apologize for that audio, but it's out of our hands. So enjoy this episode. All right, ready? Alright, awesome. Hola, como estas? Welcome to another episode of Tequila High Club. Today is a fantastic episode because we are tasting and going to learn about one of my favorite tequila companies. You'll find out a little bit about them a little bit later. And also, we have a special guest who I've had the pleasure of just becoming friends with. She is a fantastic human. She's from New Zealand. But overall, she is an absolute boss bitch. She's growing many different businesses and absolutely killing it. So go like and subscribe right now and let's get into it. Sarah. Hi. Welcome. How are you? I was okay until I saw the tequila. You know, I'm not a big fan of tequila, so this is going to be very interesting. This is what I'm really excited about because you've told me a number of times you hate tequila. Is there any tequila that you've ever had that is kind of okay and you didn't feel like throwing up? Okay, so recently, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a white, tall, pretty bottle mm -hmm. with a blue paddle. Blue paddle. Nice. Which is class ozzle, so... I still kind of choked it down. And that was kind of like, did it taste kind of spicy a little bit at all? Was it kind of sweet to you? It's just an old tequila taste that was spicy when it goes down. A little bit, yeah. My shots are too big. Maybe they are. So this is this bottle, what we're going to go through today is kind of very similar to that bottle, okay. which is good. So, and, um, and how are you feeling? Are you, are you good? Do you feel, I know like the last week you've had a, a pretty crazy event in Bali. Yeah. Are you recovered? Not really. No. I'm quite tired today, so I'm hoping it's going to wake down. We all know tequila. Great energy as always. Thank you. This is the reason why we call it Tequila High Club because tequila puts everyone on a high. Okay. So let's get into it. Yeah. So we've got Cadigo here. It's a beautiful company. This is called Reposado. So Reposado in Spanish means rested. So Reposado, oh, okay. it means it sits in oak barrels for a little bit. So if you notice that there's some tequilas that are like a clear, those aren't, they're, they're basically just produced and then just put straight into bottles. Oh, okay. So anytime you see something that's yellow, it's usually been put into a barrel for a while for it to age and just become better tasting okay okay so you can usually assume those are safer yeah yeah like tequila like yeah <laughs> so let, let's have a taste of this this is we're going to just taste it neat and just i want you to smell it first we're we going to do a cheers cheers i was just smell it see do you have do you smell any flavors at all in it just bad decisions <laughs> it's still early in the night okay now have a taste just a little taste. This guy's strong at start. It's okay. All right. Do you taste anything? I'm very good at this. I taste like... No no one usually is until I start. It tastes like it's got cinnamon or something in it. Mm-hmm. Does it? Very, very close. Very close. So you know how... Do you taste like kind of... It's like a bit of a... It feels like it's a spicy kind of sensation. I'm going to say, you know, but... Yeah. 
person that we both know, <laughs> Prinzilla always gives me so much crap about saying everything is spicy. Well, this is spicy because uh, it's got pepper in it. And also, this is aged for six months. And it's a mix. Where do they usually age together? It depends. Reposado can, um, like last week when we I had Zilla on, uh, that bottle was only aged for two months. And we were talking about it where you could just kind of taste the taste. It wasn't strong, but this is, feels like it's more of a full body. So you can kind of taste when you see a reposado and you taste it and it kind of feels a little bit more thick. You can kind of start figuring out. Yeah, about the thing. Yeah, when it starts like aging more in the barrel. So there's a couple of things like this is an interesting way that they put it in the barrel. So they get these uh, American, no, these French white oak barrels, which are predominantly used for, for wine. So they use it from the Napa Valley in California. How do people figure this out? Because, yeah, the interesting thing about tequila is there's not much you can actually do to it. So uh, people try and experiment with different yeah. woods and barrels from around the world because t different timbers around the world give, div give different like woody flavors. So these guys have taken it from Napa Valley which always has like a Cabernet, like kind of white wine taste. It also has a bit of an infused whiskey feel to it. So, you know, when, if you ever taste whiskey, it kind of always feels that like, um, that kind of spicy rough yeah. kind of. Feel. I was going to say that then I thought you were yeah. for me saying it was kind of whiskey. No laughter. Yeah. It's whiskey vibes. Um, and then also in it, it's, it's, they've got, well, the oak as well was very strong in it, but then they have a bit of vanilla, uh, and they've got citrus in it as well. So again, vanilla entirely. Yeah. Oh, you're down. The vanilla is hard a little bit in this one. And then there's an aftertaste as well, which kind of tastes a little bit peppery. That's a little bit like kind of the smoothness over it. Okay, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And there is actually one more flavor that you actually taste in it. Banana. Banana? Yeah, they've got like a, an essence of banana through it. Yeah, which is very, very hard to taste because it's it's something that's not really, like, strong in it. Do you ever feel like when someone like, mentions the flavours to you, then you can taste it more? Everyone feels like it's like kind of a placebo effect. And like, it's hard because if you don't really know anything about something, you're kind of just going over, like, you know, what you think, right? Yeah. But again, this is the reason why I love this because I love doing this show on educating on there's more to tequila than just taking a shot. Yeah. There's a lot of flavors that goes into it. And one of the cool things about I like about Cadigo is they've got some pretty cool rich history on how this company actually came about. So, the logo and stuff on there. Yeah. So so the logo here, did, did that look like anything to you there? Like a coat of arms or some type? It's like a cross, yeah. So, yeah. So the cross is the Jerusalem cross. So... Obviously, I mean, I'm not learning about this. <laughs> the only time I have tequila is 4 a.m. and a clock, and it's cheap tequila, and yep. I'm a terrible hangover. Exactly. So I think that's almost where my bad experience My dad's the same. So this is why I think this is an important show to help and just put a little bit more trust into tequila. Yeah. Um. So the Spanish invaded and colonized Mexico, Yeah. right? Uh, and so back in, uh, when was it, 1530, uh the cross, like, so this cross actually sits on top of um, a helisco in Mexico, like the Jerusalem cross. It's actually up on top, right? 
And then, so back in 1530, when they colonized and they were going through that colonial, like basically you know, amendment and that, um, there was a lot of like pushing back. And there was a long generation in this area called, uh, I'm still trying to pronounce it right, um, Amitetian, Amitetian. Uh, apologies if I said that wrong, um, but it's a beautiful area um, just near Jalisco. And so it's a cool town. And what that actually had was families who were very private and they had a special recipe for tequila. And so the tequila recipe, they only allowed certain amount of people to come in and actually taste it. So it's very private. So even when people went out and started selling like their recipes from all around Mexico, this family and this little area said no. They kept it very private. Yeah, very, very private. So it wasn't only until recent that all the families came together and they said, hey, look, let's bring this to the market. Um, and they do still very selective amount of bottles. They don't go out and do mass, um, you know, mass bottles. And then that's where Cadigo came from. So Cadigo means Los Cadigos. It honors the codes. So Los Cadigos means the codes. So everyone in this area still values the code of their heritage, of everything that happened in 1530 yeah. when the code of arms came. So that's the reason why how all of that blends together. That's the reason why I love tequila because it's not just about getting drunk or making some, yeah. you know, some shitty thing that you take at 4 a.m., right? Yeah. There's a lot of heart and soul that goes into tequila and it's really important to understand where that soul comes from because out of all, all of, out of all the alcohol, tequila has the best soul. Well, now I have a really cool story to tell people. Now you know, now you know. So what we're going to do now, uh, we're going to take a shot. Because we've learned about the story of tequila. We're getting drunk. Yeah, you're a little tipsy. You're a little bit tipsy. I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> so we're going to have a shot. Um, now we've learned the story of Kidigo. We're going to learn the story about Sarah. Okay. Okay. And while as cool as that, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty cool story. <laughs> I left that small town. <laughs> it's not a secret. You do have a pretty nice soul, though. That that is true. All right. So let's take a shot of this. And we're going to have my favorite orange as the little tiny chaser. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's nice with orange. Much better, right? Again, this is a shitty thing about nightclubs is they give me lemon, which is terrible. Lemon does not go, like, it, it does not, like, blend in with a citrus um, on how it should be with... Uh, with tequila so yeah okay that was nice and it didn't like burn my throat exactly so out of 10 so i'm like oh, <laughs> I'm having that. and we didn't have that sound yet so it's okay <laughs> well until i reenacted it i've heard that a couple um, of number times as well yeah i know so out of 10 um how would you rate uh Cadigo so far the reposado probably like a 8.5 8.5 very very high considering i was coming in here thinking it was going to be rated a one Mm-hmm. You're a little bit offish as well when I asked you first. You're like, ah, oh. I was like, trust me, put your trust in Blake. Yeah, I was not. I was keen to come and have a conversation with you, yeah. but I was like, can we have anything else mm -hmm. but tequila? But that's nice. I felt like you chose a good one. So thank you. And now we're going to have my favorite, which is tequila and orange juice, because the citrus, again, the orange just blends in with pretty much every single tequila. It's very important to taste a tequila neat to really understand the flavor then it's okay to have a shot 
and then we're going to have a nice drink after this. So let's uh, cheers to this and let's cheers to learning about Sarah. And cheers to learning about Sarah right now. So, one half of that's so true. Now I don't mind it. It's delicious, right? I cannot stand having tequila and drink. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. It's the best. So, Sarah, where are you from? How well do you, do you know New Zealand? Uh, pretty well, but I'm pretty sure everyone watching probably doesn't know yeah. New Zealand. So I'm from originally from a small farming community in the North Island. Um, it's very well known for gangs. And, uh, What's it called? Methamphetamine. Wanganui. Wanganui. It's beautiful, but it's kind of like you drive through the place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So but you grew up in... The- yeah. So I grew up on a farm just north of there and... I worked very, very hard at school because I always knew I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. Um, in the best way, it's a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. There just isn't much going on. And you know, we need to like have a bit of a sit for a news one. So then I got a scholarship for applied science and moved to Wellington. But what's applied science? Exactly, Pike. That's why I'm sitting here today and I'm not in a lab. <laughs> this is the thing though, is my only teacher that I really got along with at school was my biology teacher. So she said, why don't you apply for the scholarship? And I was assuming I could do my major in bio and do more social-based sciences and minor. But when I got there, it was all physics. And I'm just not a numbers girl (laughs) at all. So I did get my bachelor's. Um, Then I decided to take kind of like a gap six months off uni because my piece of shit ex-boyfriend at the time was cheating on me with my friend. Wow. And then my other friend said, hey, do you want to come to L.A. and do this Kentucky with me? So at 21, we went from L.A. to New York. We went through, I think it was 44 states. So it was a big one. It was over the Pretty road. Much everywhere. Yeah. So we went through like all these different states over the period of three, oh, sorry, of two months. And then we spent the last month in our favorite places. And we were in Memphis of all places in this dingy bar. And then the editor of Maxim Australia came up and like gave me his business card and we just thought you know no way it's him he asked me have I ever done any modeling before and I laughed and like being someone that grew up on a farm like I knew how to shoot before I could walk mm-hmm. like me modeling what yeah. um I thought it was a scam anyway I went back home and my mum found his business card and said what's the worst that's going to happen I was thinking is that I don't know a lot of bad things can happen much were you holding uh, were you holding a rifle when she was asking that? You just like got some rabbits over you. Yeah. yeah. I do know how to skin a possum very quickly. Sorry to all you Australians. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um Wait, what's uh, the best what's the biggest thing that you killed? You shot? So I'm very this is the thing. Is like I like pig hunting. I haven't been pig hunting for years. It's something that I always did with my dad, but unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago. Throw it here. Um but I'm fine with killing possums with rabbits, anything like that. The second I get a deer in the scope and I see its eye, all I think of is Bambi. <laughs> so I'm mixing like over this hard exterior. We're actually just a little Disney grinsy. So like, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so mum said, why don't you pull him? I did. And that was the one decision that has changed my entire life. So the next day I flew to Australia. The how old are we? 22. 20. One. Still 21. Yeah. So you were 21. So is that when your yeah. modeling started? So how, yeah. did, how did that become about? So then I, just based on what my mom had asked me, I was like, stop it. What's the worst I can lose? Called Maxim, flew out to Australia the next day to Sydney, shot for the cover of Maxim Australia. That was my first time ever being in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then my whole life changed very quickly. I didn't end up going back to university. Um, I ended up working with such, such amazing brands such as Guess. Um, I ended up being New Zealand's first ever Playmate. Um, crazy parties at Playboy we mentioned when he was still alive. Um, but it was a lot at a very young age. Were you single at this time? So I was kind of in and out of that same very toxic relationship because he couldn't understand him. Just gaslight me all the time. The ex. Right. Yeah. He was hooking up with your best friend. Yeah. So that I know of him, which was like eight or nine people. But the thing was, is he was like, if you're 21 and you're hanging around people like Drake and stuff, then you're obviously doing something. But for me, if I'm in a relationship, then I'm 100% loyal. It doesn't matter. I'm hanging out with people that are big in the industry or whatever. But I think that um, comes down to, I mean, we can talk about this later, yeah. but it comes down to him and him being insecure, which is, we yeah. that's a whole other story. But and that was just like a whole dramatic thing to yeah. as well, because he just kind of broke me down into this person that I didn't think I was beautiful. And then when I was modeling, I'm like, naturally, I'm like this size which is considered to be overweight. The issue with the modeling industry still, when they say they've fixed it, mm. is now you've got plus size models, which are really, you know, bigger girls, curvy girls. Then you've got the stick thing models, and then there's kind of the meats that don't really fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. So the food I was eating was insane. Like for breakfast, I would be having one mushroom and some spinach for lunch. They would literally have in my little plan, scheduling and me throwing up. So I went from this like healthy, hearty farm girl to thinking I needed to get breast implants because I got told my boobs weren't big enough. And then it would be like, by next week, you need to lose five kilos. And they'd send you this crazy plan. And that led to me having a really bad eating disorder. Um, and then I found social media, which I'm so grateful for. I know that people have very mixed opinions on social media. And there are some things, obviously, that need working on. But I just, for me, I love it because now I can sit here and drink with you and not be going, oh, uh, how many calories is in this? And I can post whatever the fuck I want to post, mm. not be told all day X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you've been doing that. So you've been true um, to yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. And occasionally I will still do a few modeling jobs, but because it's now based more on my following as well, it allows me to kind of be a bit inflexible with mm -hmm. my requests and sizing and stuff like that. And recently I just did a job in France and the photographer purposely ordered the world-sized clothing and was calling me Little Miss Piggy and go, and me. So I just went, if you, I don't need this. I don't like, it's not worth the money for me anymore. Do you want, Younger. Do you want to name me shame? <laughs> See, that's the professional thing about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not allowed. I mean, I'd like to. There's, there's quite a few people I'd love to spill some beans off. Maybe this book coming one day. <laughs> um. But no, so it was like a great experience for me, of course. But I just think like that whole you grow every seven years thing, I'm a strong believer in that because I just quickly changed. Like it's very weird, some of the brands that I've worked for, like Guess, for example, um, Walmart Sound, it was the biggest piece of shit creep you really? were with me. But then people always go, oh my God, you work for Playboy. Like what did Hef try and do? Blah, blah, blah. He used to just be like, oh, it's my kitty girl, and fist pump me. Like, that's the most he ever did. He wouldn't even hug me. Mm -hmm. He would just assume. That he's like, fucking everyone. Yeah, but it's not like, half the time he was asleep. <laughs> like, it wasn't even at his parties. Um, but it's funny because it's always the brands that you least expect to, that are mm -hmm. about, like, body positivity and inclusivity and all that stuff that are always uh, sakey. 
Consumer. They just do it for the front end so that everyone's like, oh, they are. But in the back end, they're like, nope. Exactly. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so then that kind of led me more to doing socials and stuff. And then, you know, you, as you know, with Instagram and that, like, it's very all over the show with brand collaboration, mm. collaborations and stuff. Um, so then I looked into starting my own brands. And then, yeah. So, yeah. so let's rewind that before we get into the brands. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's incredible that you can go and you're just a natural in modeling and you know that yeah i mean that's an art itself that's kind of like a sports athlete finding you know never touching a imagine this imagine tom brady never touching a football do you know who tom brady is of course of course you are no i was just looking shocked because i was like oh my god me and tom brady in the same sentence i'm an icon Now I feel like a piece of shit because I asked you who if you knew who Tom Brady is. You're looking at me weird. And I was like, oh, wait, sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, imagine if Tom Brady, he just randomly rocked up to, um, like, practice at some uh, university, at some cl- college, and threw a ball. And they're like, holy shit, you can throw a ball. That's basically what you were. Because, I mean, to go to maximum cover... Having zero experience, and I thought you were a natural, right? It's amazing. Yeah. So how did you? So when did you start your social media, and then and then how did you grow it? Because I wanted to, I want to talk about that. We know I started it. Well, rough. But the story of starting it is a whole thing in itself. Because I was in the Disneyland line. Oh, so it must have been around the same time. Um, must have been around twenty one then. Um, and my friend was like, "Come on, Sarah." I'm trying to tag you and stuff, and I'm having to send links to your Facebook account. Get Instagram. Everyone your age is Instagram. And I'm like, why do I need that? I already have Facebook. And she's like, okay, old lady, like, you need to get Instagram. Yeah. And so she just set it up for me. And I was like, I'm not going to post anything, blah, blah, blah. And then, when obviously, I started doing maps and stuff. She said, why don't you just post your modeling photos all there? So I did. And back then, it was a lot easier to grow as well. Mm. Um. And then there was this whole thing where I was at the Playboy Mansion and Justin Bieber came and groped me at my boo. And my Insta reaction being who I am was just a backhand across the face. Not caring it was Justin Bieber. I was just like, I don't care. It gives this shit. Don't touch me. Like, excuse me? Anyway, then I never told a single soul. I was like, who's going to leave me anyway? And then ironically, his next album came out and it all of a sudden got leaked. And I was so confused. I woke up in the next morning and I had so many people photoshopping. Like, if I had my hand up like this in a selfie, for example, this is the selfie era. <laughs> um, they had ghosts photoshopped from my head. And I was getting all these death threats and it was crazy for about a week. So that also kind of helped because, wow, I was getting so much hate. Uh, all the, like... Quite a few jobs. And that led to more followers. So... Okay. It was yeah, it was a weird weird situation. But it wasn't just I wish I could say oh, I was this one thing and I was in a club with so and so and it She kinda had like kinda like some that. some crazy leaps, like maximum and then that leap and then so forth. That's so how how long did it take for you to get like for you to like zero to like a million? Oh, uh, it was kind of like zero to five hundred K was kind of like my that was like a year. And then it was kind of that's fast, slower from there. Uh-huh. And then from like one million to two million, it was like pretty quick. But in between that, that's weird. It's interesting. It's really strange. 
but so capital but this so at what point did you start that you're doing that you're modeling uh you're having fun at the playboy mansion at what point did you think okay well now i need to monetize on a business sense what was the first business that you started from that because you were doing obviously a lot of collaborations right yeah but when you're like i need to make my own money that was when so i'm really good at drawing um but it's something I enjoy doing, but I'm not patient enough. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love doing fun abstract stuff. But what I'm actually good at is taking over you right now and drawing that over two weeks. It's amazing. Really? I just do not have the attention span for it anymore. Um, so it's not that fun to make. Anyway. I don't, I know, I don't doing... know how you can do that because I can draw, I can barely draw a stick figure. Like, Oh, I can't draw a stick figure. But you can draw. I'm not like hens do before we never Draw the naked guy. <laughs> wow, they look bizarre. Like, it's just so bad. I didn't even know that I was like, I have to spend a lot of time and be in the right lines. Uh-huh. Right. Anyway, I was working with, obviously doing collaborations with a lot of watch companies. Mm-hmm. And every time I'd get one, I'd be like, I like this, but I would design it like this, 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 and this, and this. Um, and then my partner was like, well, why don't you just draw one? And as he was big into business, I had no business work him um and i was like well, what do you mean when we're gonna draw one he's like draw one and we'll get the manufacture like and you said keep saying you want to do your own brand and so i did um and then kind of like with the logos i don't know what we're gonna do so we did this little um like wolf on the top of it um that after a dog sachi who's now passed away um but she she was like a very very badly abused dog i went and messed it and his wife bred these little Pomeranians and she came running out into a little underwear. And you can imagine like a little Pomeranian, probably a little, like a little Pikachu. <laughs> she was running out and this lady just boots her in the head and she hits the side of the wall. We didn't know at the time that she'd broken her pelvis in 13 places. From that. Yeah. And a tiny puppy, like our pelvis is not very big. It basically got shattered. And I obviously lost my shit. I'm very, very big habit at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, absolutely not. I'm taking the dog. So she said, well, you can't because you're getting this massive. And I'm like, I'm not doing this massive. I'm getting your whole breed program shut down. Um, and she's like, no one's going to want this dog anyway. I can put it down because of its underbite. Um, she lived, lived a very healthy, happy life. She ended up going blind and stuff. But that was kind of the, I wanted to have a purpose behind the brand as well. So... I was like, how can we help dogs and stuff? So with a little logo and stuff. Um, and then we named it Saatchi, like S-A-S-E-H-I-I. Mm-hmm. And we went to Thailand and we went to the Soy Dog Foundation and we saw the great work that they were doing over there was saving dogs from the meat trade industry. And the money was actually going to the dogs. So from every watch sale or bracelet sale, $10 from every sale goes to the Soy Dog Foundation. So it was really cool because it gave me, like I was kind of feeling a bit 2D, you know what I mean? Because I was taking all these amazing photos, half the time they didn't even look like me because they'd go and airbrush the shit out of you. Mm. Um, I was always just getting told, no, you need this to be this or, you know, just jump. How high do you want me to jump, basically? Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, this is my thing that I'm getting out to do in the morning and I feel like I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got obsessed with like the building of the brand, which is not very good. But I just get shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, being a model and taking all these beautiful photos, people are always like, what are you editing your photos with? And that's what led to doing the presets. Mm. And that's probably, like, 
my biggest income coming in right now is from all the presets and I love doing that because I love making them and I love flight and I don't know I was looking about in it right so how do you make a preset so I'm not going to give my all my skills just give like give like the generic basic yeah, yeah. so you can just go onto Lightroom um open up your photo and then you can go through and basically pick out yeah what you want your exposure to be on all the different curves um grain whatever the most popular ones at the moment is obviously the darker exposure green unedited looking mm-hmm. Um, but you're going through and you're toggling like 15 different things. So it takes a little bit of time to edit one photo. So for your general consumer that doesn't know how to edit a photo, that's so good because you can just be like, this is the style that I like. I'll buy this collection. And then all they need to do is then press a button and I've already preset in exactly how they want to edit it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. And I'd love doing digital products. So I'm uh, sending out what? Did you, did you do it so much easier? <laughs> so annoying. Like I never, I'll never forget being in Bali when COVID hit and our watch order was late. We sold out all these pre-orders and we're like jumping at the factory. We're like, we need these orders. And they're like, everyone's sick. They all got a cold. I didn't know it was COVID. COVID. And, um, and I was thinking, you guys never take time off work. So it was just very, like the logistics, especially because I travel a lot having digital products and then having somebody just deal with the custom service and, and I mm-hmm. like focus on what I'm good at which is the content and posting on the socials that is so much better than having a you know get a 3 fl company and to sit out all the watches and stuff on the way and, I agree yeah it's just it's a lot so is there anything uh, on like the vision like is there anything on the horizon that you haven't done that you kind of always wanted to jump into because I mean yeah, I mean so- your your story is pretty crazy you know, you're coming, especially from your your story is a classic coming from a small town yeah. that has a lot of violence, a lot of crazy shit that goes on, to someone who has millions of followers, who's got a couple of businesses under her belt, who's fist bumped Hugh Hefner, <laughs> yeah. who's been uh, titty grabbed by Justin Bieber. Um, but like, there's all these other crazy things. And I know there's a lot of other stories that you've, you know, they've gone through. Yeah. Is, what's what's on the horizon? Because you're still very young. Yeah, so that's interesting that you asked me that because it is something that I've really, really wanted to do for eight. And I've been putting it off, but I've put aside the website and I've started kind of building it out and that. But I just needed to kick up the arts, I'll be honest. Um, but recently I just lost a very, very big contract thinking... This was just before Bali as well, and there was no notice that the company's gone into liquidation. Wow. So, and it's a huge company. Um, so I feel like that was the kind of, hey, hurry up and do this, because it's something you really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so to see the fans. Okay. I'd really like to write a book. I'd love to do that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you write about? Your, your, your whole life? Yeah. I have a lot of very interesting stories. Uh-huh. As you can imagine, just based on what we've been up to the last so I can't talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think I I think you have such a great character about you because you have told me some stories, um, you know, and and the people that you know you have been hanging out with in, in Bali, I won't mention the name, um, but I think you're a very a very personable person who you love have love to have a good time, but you're very easygoing. Which which I which I really appreciated, you know. One, you doing this because I know your schedule is extremely busy. Um, I know you're extremely hungover. 
<laughs> this is helping. Yeah. I can feel it going through my veins now. Yeah. Like, after this, I'm like, no, but um, I honestly, when I say, oh, I want to leave my hometown and stuff at a young age and blah, 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 um, I do really, really owe my hometown and my upbringing to who I am today because I do think I'd be a piece of shit. And mm. like, if I'd been hanging out with all these big people and blah, 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 and, you know, been on the cover of all these magazines, but I just feel like it keeps me grounded, not where I grew up and stuff. And we had nothing. Like, I just really wanted to work hard to be able to support my mom. Um, and yeah, it's just been crazy to see. She was the only person that believed it. When I told people that I was going to leave university and I installed shit and stuff mm -hmm. to become a model, my whole family basically designed for me. And mum's like, okay, we'll give you a year. And if you can make half of what you would as a graduate, which was a lot to me then, <laughs> um, then sure. I'll go in and support you hundred percent and to like, go for it. Mm -hmm. And then within the first year I'd made three times what I would have wow. as not just a graduate, but if I had a specialized. Mm -hmm. So after that, she was just like, <laughs> but it's so funny because she obviously still lives, she lives closer, but she still lives in a small town. I'm just not a city girl. Yeah. And her friends act so weird around me. <laughs> like, it's Sarah. Like, it's my daughter, and they're like, "Oh yeah, she's. Do you know she's like famous, eh?" <laughs> and you can imagine them like just trying to take celebrity child, <laughs> like trying to take photos of me across the road and stuff. And I'm like, "Just come and say hot. You know, you've known me my whole life." Come buy me a pie. <laughs> oh my god, doing my New Zealand pies. New Zealand pies are hands down the best pies in the world. Less. Yeah, that's coming from Australia. So if you're giving me a Kiwi a compliment, yeah, this is a New Zealand pie factory here. Yeah. Oh, I need to put my neck out there. Yeah, I know. I was like, I always put my neck out from you putting your neck out. Pies are my favourite, okay? Yeah, I might have to take I might have to take you there while you're still here. And that burger face you recommended. Oh, that was an epic burger, yeah. Team suck it. Because I know like your like the story that you've told is amazing. Yeah. What's some advice you would give to someone two things. When you're younger, right? You took a chance. You spent all this time in university and you took a chance because you realized that it's not for you, right? You kind of felt like you wanted something different and it's okay to spend four years, uh, you know, or like a few years doing what you're doing and then having the scholarship. Oh, wow. Everyone yeah. wants a scholarship, but you took the time to go, look, I want something different and you took the chance. So let's, let's talk about that quickly. What advice would you give to someone on if they were in that same position on should they keep going or how do they kind of figure out on should they just leave that and go and do another opportunity? See, for me, I'm the worst person to ask because I'm such a big advocate on if someone says to me, I moved to New York for two months or two years, sorry. Um, I'll say go. Like, just go. Mm -hmm. What's worse that's going to happen? You can just come home. Yeah. So for me, that was the same with uni. I was like, cool. I'd finished my bachelor's. Did I want to go and do my honours? I didn't feel right to me. And I think everyone does get that gut feeling, but you just let all this outside noise mm -hmm. kind of influence your decision. And it's shit. It's so hard to push through that because you obviously, the people that are close to you in your life, you want to listen to them. But everyone is so stuck in this nine to five, like I have to work for someone else and for their goals because that's the safest thing to do. Mm. And I'm just not wired like that. Like if I'm not vibing with something, I'm, I'm off. Like, yeah. which is kind of bad but for me I'm like 
just take that risk and worst case you can go back and you can go back to uni you can go back and you know because it's like people go oh but i've wasted three years of my life but you're still 25 yeah like <laughs> what do you mean like even now i'm 30 now and now things have changed a little bit more i won't lie like that thing i'll be wanting to do for some reason i'm nervous about doing it but anything i've ever been nervous about doing in my life has always really paid off because mm. i've gone all in <laughs> so i think that's my biggest advice is if you are willing to take a risk don't do anything half assed like you need to just go chips all in and hope for the best yeah and honestly like look at all the biggest like most successful people in the world. they all have so many failures but again you only hear about all the successes and you don't hear about all the bad stuff along the way yeah until obviously they were out of book or something like that but i mean everyone thinks that like jeff bezos elon musk they all yeah. think like they've been a billionaire since they were like yeah, in the exactly. early 20s but you look at some people they've been like i mean jeff bezos and that they he worked his ass off but it wasn't in his 20s he, you know, he didn't become successful until like he's like mid 40s so that just ceased. that's it <laughs> everyone thinks 30 is when you retire for some reason be married you have to have two kids and the white picket fence like yeah i don't know i just not that light is off of me yeah i just can't so what's the, what's on the horizon for the rest of the year this is being weird mm-hmm. we got a lot of very big shifts in my life um so towards the end of the year i'm trying to travel they can because next year i just really want to buckle down and try and stay in one place for a while mm-hmm. which i'm not very good at doing at all so I just really want to actually focus on work because I do feel like when I'm traveling, it's hard to get worked up mm-hmm. because I end up people out and yeah having a good time. People don't understand that when you do travel, it's actually very hard because they look at an influencer and they're traveling around and they think, oh, I wish I could have that life. But it's actually very hard because you're always going in different time zones and it's hard to continually to like continue working. So you want to stay in one place. So, so how does that feel? Is that going to be hard? It's going to be very hard for me. Mm-hmm. So that's my one edge because I just like to move around a lot. But obviously, with working, as you know, it's difficult when you're in different tight zones and there's always fun stuff to do. And you've got friends that are coming through, mm-hmm. like even you being in Bali and stuff. We've turned up and we're like, what are you to go out? <laughs> Still having to get up at, you know, 5.30 a.m. and have a schedule. So I take my hat off to you. I don't I hate to do it. I'm shopping. The second I'm in another place, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I go home and realize I'm very behind at work. Yeah. I think that's something I really need to work on. It's hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard when you're living in one place. I think Bali would be great for you to be in one place. It's a great base because you still get to see everyone. But it is hard. Like, I mean, I'm always like, it's like every second day I get a message saying, hey, I'm in town, I'm in town. But I can really only spend time with my very good friends, like you, know, like you and Zilla. I'm like going out. Um, yeah, you guys are staying with me now and my friends, other friends are staying as well. So that's fine. I'm very happy to do that, but like, I can't do it with everyone. Like you got to kind of be my very close friends for me to be able to go out and do that. No, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like I think not can and have that work fight balance. It hit. It hit. That's something I'm not good for that. <laughs> the balance thing. I'm either like head down, no, until three for months. <laughs> Just like, you know, back to the shitty to give shots at Pori. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, the last question I would like to ask you is how do you balance, um, you know, because you have such a big following and you've got these businesses, but like, how do you deal with 
like the publicity and everything because a lot of a lot of girls right i mean a lot of guys as well but i mean you're a female so let's talk about the girls because you have a lot of girls that look up to you um they all want this they all want the publicity they want the fame they want the followers but it comes with a lot of stuff that you kind of gotta like you know black out so so how do you deal with you know negative comments or negative dms or shit publicity how do you how do you deal with that um we daily mail write something bad then i'm still like oh yeah that still doesn't get me down but i don't know if this is necessarily the best advice but how i personally deal with it is if it's got to the point where if someone message like comments and says you're really beautiful i take that the same as if someone says you're like a transvestite and you're horse nose for example like it's i just go that's all good. That's their opinion. But the opinions of the people that are in like a very small circle, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Because they're the people that really know me. You know what I mean? And I get it. Like, if my photos are very, like, photos are so 2D. And I love streets because I can kind of have my personality. <laughs> yeah. But with Instagram, for example, which is kind of my main platform, you are just looking at the highlights of people's lives. And when I try to be more how you know me, on stories, people don't really care. They're like, go back to posting all your Instagram stuff and where did you get that top from? Mm-hmm. That's what people follow me for. So I just kind of need to remember that, that they don't know what's actually here. You know what I mean? People do. Other people don't. And that's fine. That's just how it is. So that's an important thing for people to always just like work from here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I've really realized that like after um I don't know if you know this, but I got my breast implants removed like six months ago. Oh really? Um, which again was something that I decided when I was younger, just mainly based on the fact that Molly Industries are saying that I booze and blah 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 and obviously worked with the brands that play away. Um everyone has their boob style. And then I got very sad. Like very, very, very sick. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if I had to four times, he was up in hospital while I was tired, a little allergic to everything. Just had uh, lots of very, very strange things going on. I had to get hip surgery, and then that didn't fix it. And I think that's a good piece of advice for people, especially the young girls that look, like, look up to me and anyone else in social media is, don't go and drink chater body. I'm just a very, very big person on what's on the inside now. Yeah. Um, and I've just turned into a completely different person since I... Got and take it out. I had such bad anxiety and stuff. I just didn't like. I could never come to meet you because I didn't know who you were. Like when Zilla said we stuck with dinner, for example, mm-hmm. I would have been having an absolute freak out, but for no reason. I don't know. I got them out and I was fine. All these weird symptoms or something just disappeared, and I'm so much healthier and happier now. And I just think sometimes with social media, especially, and all the filters and everything else, and Kardashians and all these really people that are just unattainable because they have had all this work done and they don't lie about it um it's kind of causing people to go and alter their bodies in ways that aren't it's not going to make you happier like i'm sorry but if you're not i can see you for experience if you're not happy with your body and you go and change it you're not going to be happy after <laughs> so you really need to work on your actual mindset mm-hmm. well so it's very aggressive <laughs> i've gone through it myself so well i mean i think that's probably ending on that is like the best value and I think a lot of people can walk away definitely with understanding that from your perception. Yeah, I think it's probably very important. So um, I'm thinking I'm going to end the episode here on, on that high note. Awesome. So thank you, Sarah, for coming. I'm glad you've uh, enjoyed the tequila. Out of 10 right now, 
out of 10, what would you, what would you rate the tequila now? Oh, really enjoyed that one. So we're going to thump out one more, so 9.5. Oh, 9.5. Let's go. And it's here. That's a very high rating. A very nice. For someone who doesn't like tequila, a 9.5. Darn it, you were right. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming. Uh, and thank you for watching. So this has been another episode. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. If you love tequila, write in the comments what you love about it. And if you have some stories, write it in the comments as well. As for now, adios.